Hello and welcome to another episode of A Copper With. I have my brew. This time I've got tea instead of coffee. Look at me. Going back what I started with copper. Um, thank you for your last episode. Um, so say maybe you, but me that and me so I appreciate you all. Um, take that to list. Uh, you could have your attention anywhere. Lord knows there's enough out there to keep you attentive. So I appreciate that you was here. This episode's going to be a little later than I usually do, although it's been a bit erratic just lately, but bear with me. Because I'm... <laughs> I, I actually do not know how to process this, so you're here processing it with me for the next 20 minutes. Um, like, you're not my counselling session. I'm going to have guests on in the future. But sometimes you just got to go with it and see what happens. Um, I'm very much for go with your heart and see what happens. Go, go with what feels right. Not screw everybody off, but go with what feels right. And if something doesn't feel right, it probably ain't right. If something feels right, it probably is. Um, but there's a lot to it. you got to unpick it. You know, I heard something today and I was like, oh, Lord. It made me understand a lot. I said, if, if you meet a person they feel like home, look at what your home was like. And if your home was chaotic, they probably are too. So, <laughs> maybe not good for you. I didn't grow up in a good household, so if somebody feels like home, maybe I should. Such tangent. I don't know why, but here we go. Do we have our brews already? Um, mine's got poo on it. Not actual poo, like Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> um, so an interesting thing happened to me this this week. I don't even know how to process it. Like I say, I had. A suspected heart attack. At 37. It wasn't. But that's what they took me into hospital for. A suspected heart attack. And it got me thinking about a lot of stuff. Dr. Google, do not go to them because they will... They will... Dr. Google is nobody's friend. I'm just saying. So never Google your symptoms. But one minute I'm in work with a year nine class. 45 minutes later, I'm on my way to the hospital, doped up on morphine. And um, it got me thinking about a lot of stuff. Like, what if there was something wrong with me? What if? I was gone tomorrow. Um, and the only thing we can ever fully predict is that and, and get right is that one day we will die. Everything in between is can change at the drop of a dime or a penny because we're in the UK. Um, I have never been scared of death. Death itself doesn't bother me. The pain of death 
maybe, but death itself never bothered me. It's the ramifications it have on other people that has bothered me. Um, me taking my last breath, not in the slightest. Um, and I came face to face with my own demise of that, of that, that inevitable own demise when I was very young, 13. I've had a lot of experience with death. Um, but as I was sat in the hospital, because I got moved around a lot, uh, because whether or not they deemed me serious, and as the time went on, obviously they deemed me less and more, less and less serious. Um, so, and I'm sat waiting for my blood tests out of my face on morphine. And you look to your phone, and who can you speak to? Who can you ring? Who's your point of call? Can you count on the people that you turn to? Um, your support system, the people that are supposedly there. And I realise how much of a lucky person I am. That I have incredible people around me. Yeah, I dwell on the ones that are not around me or decide to leave me or I fight for their attention because, you know, childhood trauma. I fought for attention from a mother that never gave me it. So we are more likely to do the patterns we did in childhood and do them in adulthood because they're patterns of habit. We go to what we're familiar with, where we go to know what love is and love is shown to us as a child. And how that love is shown is the pattern we repeat half the time unless we get help, unless we come to terms with it and and I've been coming to terms with a lot of stuff that my mother did and well to be fair my childhood did to me for quite some time um, at least the last 10 years, sorry if you can hear my heating um, for the last 10 years I have been working on myself, I said to myself at 28 28th birthday, I'm going to have myself sorted out by the time I'm 30. I'm 38 this year and I'm still working so goddamn hard on myself. Because it's an, it's a never ending process. You think there's going to be an end, but there isn't. There's never an end to working on yourself. You just figure out new things that you're like, oh good, I've sorted that out. It's going to end. Oh, for fuck's sake, what next? And then you're like, you've got to go through the next level and, oh, we sorted out this, so what? So I'm good now. I'll be sorted out. I'll be sane. I'll be happy. <laughs> no because we're such complex creatures. We don't know what's buggered us up until we take one layer off and then we take the next layer off and then we take the next layer off. And it was, I called f five people. I said, let me count. Five people. And somebody said, I'm not even lucky enough to have one. Or some are not lucky enough to have one. And it was, it was there, I was like, why am I fighting for somebody's attention? Or wanting somebody's attention? Or have wanted in the past somebody's attention? But just, I can't call on. Would they be there for me? 
like I'd be there for them. And our support system is everything. It's our survival. We've actually done studies where um, we can survive without a partner, but we can't survive without friends, without family around us, or friends that we classed as family. We can't survive without any of those. Literally, loneliness kills. Lit you look at anything, loneliness kills, and as we get, as this generation is going, and now the next, we're getting lonelier and lonelier, but we're living longer and longer. That means more years on our Todd. Which, yeah, loneliness kills. That means that people who are lonely that are living longer would live even longer if they had people that love and support them. Which is why the reason I struggle to give up on people. I'd hate for somebody to feel lonely, but how far do you go with that? Do you give up part of who you are just so you can make sure somebody else is okay? When does it become dangerous to who you are? When do you go from helping somebody to begging somebody? When does it go from support to please love me? Where do your boundaries stop with that? And it's, it's simple. Your boundaries stop with you or start with you. I was sat in that hospital all on my own. Nobody at the time could come to me. It, just because, you know, they, logistically. And that's something I understand. Like, even though you're in an emergency, not always can things be dropped at a hat. And I'm out of my tiny fucking brain on drugs. And knowing that I could call these people and I'll text these people and tell them where I was and they'll be like, what the fuck, where are I, what's going on? Tell me what's going on. First one was, did you crash? Because obviously they know I'll ride a mountain bike for the first thing they thought was I crashed. But I had one that was willing to travel across peak districts to bring stuff to make sure I'm okay. I had another that not slept but came and picked me up i had another that as soon as they heard what had happened around me were like what's the matter dude you know that's incredible and i feel incredibly this is not me bragging this is me telling myself i'm being a dumbass cunt for not re recognizing that if you have to beg for people in to be in your life, for them to only recognize how of a person you are once you're gone, they're not supposed to be in your life. No matter how much you've invested in them and, and loyal to them, and the moment you turn around and they're not, they're, you're the villain, because how could you? If you're ever forever running after somebody else, they're not going to respect you. And that's not them, their fault. That's my fault. That's my fault. Because I didn't stand my ground. I didn't keep up with what my word was. I didn't keep up with my boundaries. And you have to. Did I communicate them well? No. 
Did I communicate? Yes. Did I do it properly? Probably not. I take responsibility for my actions, but I cannot stay in the same place. And sat there in that hospital, I, I went to those people. Those people I knew wouldn't let me down because I wouldn't let them down. And it goes back and forth. They've never let me down, so I've never let them down. You give the energy, you, you give the energy that is, you give out the energy that you feel. And I would always give too much. I would always give too much of myself in the hopes of people would be there for me. And if I kept giving, 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 they would eventually see what, see my worth, see what I could provide them, be with a reason to like me, a reason to love me. When can I see you? When can I be with you? What are you doing? This certainly of uh, We've all been there, friends, family, partners. I just want to be close to you. Well, sometimes proximity doesn't always mean closeness. But also, if somebody's not willing to spend time with you, maybe they don't value you. And that is to no fault of theirs. They might not even be doing it consciously it could be completely unbeknownst to them but just means they're not meant to be in your life or you're meant not meant to, or they're not meant to be in the, your life the way they are but knowing you've got people there to support you like, going through some of the scariest things in my life I have in this last year because it's made me I don't know decide nearly decide some dumbass shit but we've all been there I can't be the only one I, I refuse to believe I'm the only one we've all done stuff that has scared us dumb decisions um, things that we wish we could have changed regrets We've all been there. And those people that have been there with us, whether or not they've known us five minutes, five years, or 15, even 50, they're incredible to us. And we can't do this shit alone. I don't care what anybody says. And I was all for, I'm a person that's like, I've, I've got nobody, it's just me, just me, blah, blah, blah. It took me some humbling to realise I am not on my own. I can ask for help. And I should receive help. Not just ask for it and then just be like, mm, at least I've done the asking part. Making yourself vulnerable is the scariest fucking thing in the world. And I'm all for, I've always been one, I can't trust anybody because I couldn't. And I still struggle with it. I still get anxious about it. And again, I know I'm not alone. I know I'm not the only one who deals with this sort of stuff. I know. Because 
we're human. And as a human being, if I feel an emotion, somebody else does. Maybe in a different way, different situation, but still. But we can't live alone. We have we literally die. If a child is on its own, it dies. We need each other. How that comes in what form? That's down to each other. I am all well no, always is a wrong sentiment. I have tried my best to be there for other people. This isn't me saying this or any other. This is also not me saying I'm above other people because I do not believe, nor have I ever believed, I am better than anybody. I don't think anybody is better than anybody. Better skilled? I'm not a carpenter. I could not build you a table. So somebody who is, is a better skilled person. But somebody to talk your ears off. Man, I got you. Somebody to haggle on a market? Hell yeah, I'm right there. But... <laughs> Anything else? Nah, I'm not going to build you a house. I'll cook you a nice dinner in it though, but I'm not I'm not building it. I'm not learning these things. And we're so scared of letting people in and going against something that we've always known as one way. So to anybody that has listened, I think my personal responsibility is to say I've never in this world meant to hurt anybody, but I'm doing my best to try and figure out my shit so I never have to hurt anybody again. I also want to be vulnerable more. I want to communicate better so that my support group grows bigger so not just I get the support, that other people get the support. And then other people feel that they're able to trust the support. Like, ripple it out. Ripple that goodness out. We have to start with ourselves and work out from there. It's not just cliche, it's the truth. But you also can't give everything you have. You have to set the boundaries because if other people keep taking and you keep investing but they don't, you're on your own in that sense. And that person might not be good for you but could go on and do good for massively amounts of other people. And that might be me over positively thinking, but I truly believe just because somebody isn't good for you doesn't mean to say they can't go on to be great for other people. So people who have gone out my life, as long as it wasn't you causing serious harm, because there are some people that meant to stay out of your life, they're always welcome to come back in and message. Yeah, it'll take some time, but it's one of those. But also I know I need to reach out more because I get scared and I leave it too long and then I'm like, oh, they don't want to hear me and then my voice in my head, blah, blah, blah. Again, an anxiety many of us feel. But I want you to know that there's always somebody that cares. There's always somebody that supports you and you might not even realise it. But your biggest support might be even somebody you don't even look at. So that's me, to use guys that listen to me. I, I would support you as much as I could possibly do without destroying myself, because I have to look after myself like you have to look after yourself. So do please look after yourself. So yeah, oh, and uh, the final wrap up of what happened in the hospital, I have a slow heart rate, 
resting heart rate and they want to investigate more so i will keep you all updated on that as and when needed i'm going to say this to you please look after everyone appreciate the people that are there for you hold them love them you might never know when you're last going to see them tell them that you love them tell you care for them that you're grateful for them that even if you'll never speak to them again you are appreciative of everything that they've ever done and shared with you and that you wish them well I hope you do well I want you to do well I certainly want the people that are in my life to do well even if in some degree hurt me because if I can be this, the moment they stopped hurting people I'll take that on the chin I'm okay with that so doesn't mean to say I want any more universe, bugger off, I've had enough but you know sometimes you got to take one for the team haven't you and on that one my lovely people my tea is drunk my dinner's nearly done and uh Thank you for listening. This one's a bit weird. I Again, I speak from my heart and hope that somebody connects with it. So please look after yourself. Appreciate and hug the ones you love or care for. Even if it's just your doggy. And we all love our dogs. Um, so please look after yourselves. And on that note, you know what to do also. Share, like, you know, I'm not even going to bother. Well, okay. But you know what I mean. But on that note, Good day, good brew.